And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvath and Cody Decker on the BetQL network. It is a beautiful week in Major League Baseball, and welcome to the show, BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. I'm Cody Decker, followed by also my man, Ryan Horvath. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, man. Good weekend. We had college football back, but I still, uh, man, I mean, I got to be honest. There were a couple series I watched this weekend where I felt like I was watching postseason baseball, and I can't get more excited, especially anytime you get the Padres and the Dodgers, or like this weekend, the Dodgers and the Giants for first place in the division. I just feel like every pitch matters. The crowd's into it. It's, it's, it's almost like sports are now officially back, like with what we saw in college football, all the fans. But uh, that felt like a big series, and it's got me excited for postseason baseball, man. The entire week in the Major League Baseball was huge. Truly, truly. feels like October now, and it's early, early September. So many implications throughout Major League Baseball. The AL wildcard is absolutely up for grabs. The NL wildcard, 100% up for grabs, especially the second spot. Of course, the first spot clearly taken by the Dodgers and the Giants. But let's get right into it. Let's talk about today's slate of games, and we got a ton of baseball games for you today. Kansas City in Baltimore. Now, on paper, it seems like this is a one-sided matchup, but at the end of the day, is it? Is this a one-sided matchup? Because we're looking at the odds right now. It seems pretty even. Both teams minus 110. What do you think about the same Bubik versus Lothar? What do you think about the Kansas City Royals in Baltimore? Man, I would love to look at Baltimore as a dog in this spot, but the problem with them is they've just been terrible coming off of a road trip. Like they're six and twenty-one in their last twenty-seven home games following a road trip of seven or more days. Meanwhile, the Royals, weirdly, five and one in their last six during game one of a series. For me, it would probably have to be Kansas City or no play. I was also looking at the total, considering the over in this spot. I'm going to stay away ultimately, but uh, if I had to lean, I'd probably go with Kansas City. What about you? You know, I'm agreeing with you. I'm liking this team early on. This is a, you know, Mondays of a series. It's an interesting time in Major League Baseball this late in the season. Both these teams come clearly out of it, but I have to sway a little bit with you on the money line. I really do like Bubik a little bit. I think this is a team that's better than we've given them credit for the Kansas City Royals. They're not great, but it do seems like they're going in the right direction going forward. And if I were to make a pick on the Monday game specifically, I would definitely lean towards the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, you know what's crazy is the beginning of the season, a lot of people were actually high on the Royals, like as a sleeper team, and I was not. And, uh, you know, they made me some money in the beginning of the season. Then they hit a little bit of a skid. We didn't know what they were going to look like after the deadline when they made some moves. Jorge Soler obviously gone, but they're a team. They're a sneaky team, man, that's... I'm just staying away from right no, now. No, I and I agree with you. This was a team that earlier on in the season, I was I wouldn't say I was one of them. I right. would say that I was optimistic on what the Royals had done. I thought they were making steps in the right direction. And they are giving me feels of like 2012, 2013 Royals, where you're clearly seeing steps in the right direction. Like maybe 14 and 15, they can get to the next step. Maybe they're in that position now, but looking with the Tigers and how much they've improved this year. I'm inclined to think that the Tigers are the 2013 Royals right now. But uh, staying within the American League, let's talk a little bit about Toronto and the New York Yankees. Opening up their series today, lots going on. You got Ryu versus Tyone. Tyone's been pitching some pretty good baseball lately. And I know that the Yankees have went on that huge, huge 13-game streak, but they've really floundered since then. They have not been playing their best baseball, including against, including against the Baltimore Orioles. And that is a concern that they're now taking on Toronto, who is starting to surge. Ryu on the mound. 
there are a lot of easy, easy numbers here that I really like for the Blue Jays. Yeah, Tyone, you brought him up, man. He's one and one with a 6.52 ERA. His lone start of the year against the Blue Jays was back in April, and uh, he got shelled. Five earned runs. I think he only lasted like three innings in that game. Blue Jays hitters hitting 3.02 against them in 49 appearances. Oh, but the only problem with Toronto is they're a hard team to figure it out. Like you said, though, I mean, I feel like right now they're starting to build on some momentum. I absolutely love this team. I love rooting for them, but they're two and five in their last seven road games against the righty. Still, I have to take your side on this one. I did play the Yankees today on uh, Monday, but still, man, um, I, I think I picked the wrong side. I should have went yeah. with Toronto. <laughs> you see, I, I, I know Ryu's had a pretty down year, but so is Tyone. Like, we can't sit I know Tyone's been playing pretty good lately, but for the most part on the season, he's really kind of underperformed. Not quite as bad as, say, Ryu has been. Ryu came in, you know, as a potential Cy Young hopeful right. and has kind of led to mm, a down year. But this Blue Jays team has been surging. I think they're exciting and young, and I still think there might be some value to them making the playoffs. They got a shot. They're only four behind. And again, I don't like Boston's arms. This could be very interesting. As for the Monday game, Ryu, plus 115. I like that money line, but I also don't trust Ryu or Tyone. And both these teams can flat out rake. They're playing in New York. I like the over 10 today for this ball game. Let's stay within the division because we are both really excited about some of these teams. One in particular, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, who I think is arguably the best team that no one will ever talk about, no matter what happens, no matter how much they dominate their own division, not to mention Major League Baseball. They got Boston on Monday and a series. Chris Sale on the mound. Yarborough on the mound. They are absolutely favoring Chris Sale. What say you, Ryan Horvath? Anytime I get the Rays as a dog, I'm jumping on the Rays. And I absolutely, I mean, Chris Sale's been fantastic since coming back, better than I even ever expected. But if you look at Tampa Bay, they just own Boston, man. And what I love about this Rays team is they get everybody on that roster involved. I don't know if, I don't know if that really matters, but like the two teams I'm high on in the NL, it's the Brewers because like yesterday, you see Daniel Vogel back, who's been on the bench the last couple of days, coming in a pinch hit spot. It's a walk-off grand slam to win it when it looked like that game was over. And then with the Rays, they just find ways to use everybody in that clubhouse, all 25 men. And they just they own the they own Boston, man. They're 15 and 5 in their last 20 games in Boston. First game of a series, they always dominate 4-0 in the last four in the first game of a series. And if you look at Boston, man, two and five in their last seven games against the AL East, three and nine in their last 12 against the Rays straight up. I have to continue to play the Rays, and I feel like they still don't get enough respect. Couldn't agree with you more. And I do like Chris Sale on the mound. I liked everything yeah. you said about Chris Sale, but I think the name Chris Sale being on this sports book line just is making everyone think, well, obviously the Red Sox. No, not obviously. You're giving plus money to the Rays, plus 120 today. Not to mention that I do like this matchup enough that I was willing to take the under nine and a half in this ball game, minus 120 as well. I like the Rays. I like the under in this game. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. I love this pitching matchup right here. Uh, made the mistake of fading Chris Sale a couple starts back. I mean, you look at the strikeout props and he's going over right now. I'm with you. I think this is going to be like a three to two, maybe four to two slug. Like, I mean, good pitching matchup. We're not going to get the slugfest that I think that some expect maybe when you see Boston and Tampa Bay. I, I kind of like the under more than I like the Rays today. Maybe I'll go with a uh, in-game parlay with the same two. I like it. I like it. Hey, let's switch it over to the National League real quick. Keeping it east, keeping it on the East Coast, because there is one game that really intrigues me, and it intrigues me for different reasons. 
the Mets have been playing actually pretty good lately, and the Mets are very easy to make fun of. I played for the Mets organization. Trust me, they are the easiest team to kind of poke fun at. But I love the Mets. At the end of the day, I love this ball club. This team actually on paper can hit. They just didn't this year. But they're not out of the woods. They're not dead. They are 100% still in this, not only in the wild card hunt, but the NL East hunt. As hilarious as that might sound, actually saying it out loud, but today they got Williams on the mound. I'm sorry, Monday's matchup. We got Williams on the mound taking on Corbin, and I actually like the underdog in Corbin plus 100 today. I'm going to stay away from the over-under because I, I just feel like both these teams' offenses are too inconsistent, but I'm just going straight up pitching matchup and being in Washington. I like Patrick Corbin today against the New York Mets. Yeah, I was leaning the Nats in that spot as well. I uh, actually went to the game yesterday. Javi Baez, or yeah, on Sunday, Javi Baez was ridiculous. Four for four, hits a homer. So like you said, this team can score runs. They just haven't produced all season long. Patrick Corbin's a tough guy to figure out, right? He's given up 33 homers this year in 141 innings. Um, but anytime I fade Patrick Corbin, that's when he throws a gem. I was looking at New York, 7-1 and one in their last eight games as a favorite. Usually stay away from them as dogs. Washington at home scares me a little bit. 8-20 and 20 in their last 28 home games. But again, they sold at the deadline. I, I'm actually with you, though. If I'm playing anything on Monday, I'm looking at the dogs in this spot, and I'm going with the Nationals. I feel like this is a letdown spot for the Mets because you look at that division, man, and they need every single win that they could get. Same thing with the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm looking at the Nats maybe to play spoiler on Monday. All right, well, talking about Monday matchups, this might be the Monday matchup we're talking about right here, and that is taking place in Milwaukee, a team that you like, but I'm on the fence about still. I'm not completely sold about the Milwaukee Brewers. But on Monday's matchup, they got Wheeler taking on Woodruff. This is about as good of a matchup you're going to see in Major League Baseball all year, and I'm glad we're getting it with two teams that are playoff contenders, one of which is already in the playoffs, the other of which is absolutely in contention for playoffs, but only two games out of the AL wildcard, which means they're only two games probably out of the NL West at the moment. Listen, Wheeler is set up as the dog of the day. I just can't fathom that in my head. I'm going with plus money with Wheeler on Monday night to open up this series. But as the series goes forward, I feel a lot more comfortable about Milwaukee going forward. But this particular matchup, I just, for whatever reason, am giving a little bit of lean towards Wheeler on the money line. Yeah, uh, especially after yesterday. Maybe this is a letdown spot for the Brewers here. I was, you know, we record on Monday um, just because yesterday they do get that walk-off grand slam from Don Daniel Vogel back. Uh, after he does his on-the-field interview after the game, everybody's waiting for him in the dugout. I feel like this team's special. I love the rotation. We talked about it last show. You got Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, who's going to go on Monday. You have Corbin Burns, who's been ridiculous. The bullpen has been locked down all season long. Josh Hader, one of the best closers in baseball. I love Devin Williams when he's right. Uh, you know, at times he's had a little bit of a sophomore slump after winning Rookie of the Year last season, but I trust him moving forward, and I love the bullpen. But I look at this spot, and I have to root for the Phillies all week long, man, because a couple weeks back I jumped on them plus 675 over at BetMGM to win the division. Since then, it's been just up and down. That entire division, man, once you think a team is dead, they pop out of the coffin. It's like the old meme, you know, the uh, Undertaker coming back from the dead because you look at it and, like, I thought Atlanta was absolutely cooked. They lose one of the best players in all of baseball. I like the moves they made at the deadline. Thought maybe they should add a few more. They didn't. The Mets have been on a free fall, uh, starting to get hot now. And then with the Phillies, you know, you look at the standings, somehow they're only two games back. So I'm going to be rooting for them all week long. 
But what is it that you don't trust about the Brewers? Obviously, I know I know we both like the rotation in the bullpen. Is it just them offensively? Because like if you go back a couple of years ago, every other at bat, Yelich was going deep. He's not that same type of player. And they really and what's crazy is like last year they had the third worst offense in the NL. This year, they're scoring runs, and he's not even the same player he was a couple of years back when he won the MVP before the knee injury. I completely agree with you. Yes, I might be still planting a little bit of last year's offense on this year's team. However, I still find this offense, even though they're more consistent, just too inconsistent to be, in my eyes, a play, a World Series contender. Definitely a playoff contender and can definitely get hot in the playoffs and go to the World Series. But I look at teams that are just consistent all year round. The teams that are streaky, to me, the Brewers are just too streaky. And that can cause incredible havoc in October. Quite, no question about it. I'm with you. No, I was going to ask you this. What if I would give you the entire National League or if I would give you the NL West in the postseason to, to, just to make it to the World Series? Would you have to go NL West? Because like the Giants proved again this weekend they're not going away. I still expect the Dodgers to win that division and come the postseason. Like, I do not want to see the Dodgers, obviously. And then, I mean, man, say what you want about the Padres. Like, as we record on a Monday... They're back in business. So I, they, I like they currently have, have that second wild card spot after a like crazy weekend, the by the way. I think I'd have to go with the West rather than the field. What about you? I have to go with the West because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, look at where the standings are right now. NL West has three playoff spots. AL East has three playoff spots. Those are just the best divisions in baseball. And it's not even close. And I know it's easy to poke fun at the Diamondbacks in a horrible year that they have, and it has been. But the Colorado Rockies have actually shown some bright spots. They're not good, but at home, they're one of the best home teams in Major League Baseball. And on the road, they're one of the worst road teams in Major League Baseball. So the NL West is just the craziest division, I think, in the game. No, I completely agree. I like, and that's why I love all these matchups, man. I, I mean, this weekend was great. Like, I was all invested in college football, and then I had to stop and say, "All right, I got to turn these games off, man, and I got to focus here because this feels like postseason baseball." And I just, I love this Giants team. I mean, obviously, I'm a big Chris Bryan guy as a Cub fan. That still pains me, but I just love how Buster Pro- Posey, like every 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 other year, it's like, oh man, maybe this is it for Buster Posey this year. He's been ridiculous. Statistically, one of his best seasons. I just don't understand it. Not just him, him and Brandon Crawford and what Belt has been doing. Like this has been, this team has been staggering what they've been able to do. But let's keep it in the NL Central because we got an NL Central matchup that does have playoff implications because the Cincinnati Reds are taking on the Chicago Cubs in Wrigley. And I'm actually going to say something that's going to drive you insane because you are a diehard Cubs guy. This version of the Cubs team is my favorite Cubs team of all time. It's a 4A baseball team, and they are going out and playing their hearts out. They're not playing for a ring. They're not playing for a championship. Some of these guys are simply playing for their lives and their careers. Schwindel, Wisdom, two guys who have never had an opportunity, have shown right now that they belong in the show, and I love it. That being said, they're going to get absolutely trounced by the Cincinnati Reds. I'm going to take the, I like the over tonight of eight runs minus one Oh five. And I do like the run line plus one Oh five with Sonny gray on the mound on Monday night against the Cubs Uh, going forward. I have a feeling that we may be looking at a potential sweep. You know, when I watch this Cubs team now, they, I, I'm, I'm kind of, they're, they're fun. They are fun. You brought up Schwindel. He's been on an absolute tear, but I feel like I'm watching the movie Major League. Like we got like Jake Taylor and Roger <laughs> Dorn out there. I look at the lineup. I'm like, this this guy right here is dead. We'll cross him off the list. Then. I don't know who most of these guys are, but they're fun. 
and they're winning baseball games right now. But uh, Monday, I'm going with Sonny Gray, man. He's been even better on the road. 2.96 ERA, four and two record. Um, at home, he's kind of struggled. Three and four. His ERA is over four. I'm back in Sonny Gray to get the Reds right on Monday against the Cubs. We'll look at the rest of the series. You know, it, it, I think Cincinnati's going to get right. I mean, they got the Padres taking over that wild card spot. Obviously, still a lot to play for. Still a long season to go. But I'm on the Reds on Monday with Sonny Gray on the mound. And again, I'm not, I would not be remotely surprised by the end of this series when we actually get back and do our next show on Thursday. We might be looking at a different NL West yeah. wildcard situation. I, I really think that the Reds will overtake the Padres by the end of this week. And I think they're going to be going back and forth from that point forward. And keep in mind, St. Louis is still in there right away causing all kinds of havoc as well. Let's actually talk about St. Louis because they have one hell of a job ahead of them. Monday night, opening up a series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. They got to take on Max Scherzer. They got Miles Michaelis on the mound. Listen, no easy task. If you're asking me, I like the Dodgers on the run line. They just dropped uh, two out of three to the San Francisco Giants. So you know they're not happy right now. And I think they need to somebody to pick on, and they are going to pick on Miles Michaelis, I think. I completely agree. I'm all over the Dodgers on Monday. I took the run line. They're seven and one in their last eight road games, and it's Max Scherzer Day. I mean, he's been outstanding since joining the rotation, since joining LA. One two nine ERA, 35 innings. I mean, he's been dominant. Strikeout props, just backing the Dodgers blindly anytime he's on the mound, especially in this spot. I absolutely love them on Monday. And I think the Dodgers are going to get right this week. I just what a great division, man. Like them, the Padres and the Giants. I can't I can't stop talking about it because I think it's the best thing going in baseball right now. You know, like I I had higher hopes for the Indians to maybe kind of make a run in the second half of the season. That's not happening. The White Sox have already went ran away with that division in the AL. So that's where all my attention is going to be on uh, this week and on Monday night, Max Scherzer Day. Yeah, and you're not wrong about the NL West. Actually, let's stick with the NL West real quick. You mentioned another team, Cleveland. We're going to get to them, but we got to talk about San Francisco, Colorado. Gossman on the mound, taking on Freeland. Listen, we just talked about the Colorado Rockies actually being a pretty good home team, and they do a very good job of playing spoiler. You can't say they aren't. They just split with the Atlanta Braves. They uh, took two out of three from the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium, and now they got San Francisco with another opportunity to play spoiler, but I am inclined to think, no, sir. I think the Giants got this one well in hand. This is kind of a team that I feel like is spoiler-free. I don't know what it is about the Giants. They give me complete Tampa Bay Ray vibes over there on how they play their games, how they go about their victories, and how they attack ball clubs. Yesterday, they went full on Johnny Allstaff and beat the Los Angeles Dodgers. Didn't just beat the Dodgers, beat Walker Bueller yeah. pitching for the Dodgers yesterday with a bullpen game. I like this Giants team a lot, and I like them tonight on the run line. Um, I'm not huge on the over tonight and here's why it's set at 11 i just it's scaring me i get it's colorado which makes me think that the monday night game under 11 is going to come in huge with gossman on the mound yeah i was looking at the under and then i know we were going back and forth before we even started recording the pod because i think i'm going to make the rockies my dog of the night like gossman Woo! one and one one and one a 435 era two starts at cores i just i don't know if i could just trust uh kyle freeland that's the only thing up and down season you know five and six record ERA over four, 18 starts. He's coming off his last start against the Rangers where he only went one inning and uh, had an injection in his hip. So that scares me a little bit. But the Rockies are 37 and 15 in their last 52 at home. They're seven and two in their last nine somehow against the NL West. I think I'm going to take a shot tonight 
on Monday night with the uh, Rockies, and I'm with you on the under, though. I think that total's a little inflated because it's at Coors. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to continue to back the Rockies at home and on the road fade them. Yeah, it's, it's a dangerous a, spot. It's a, it's a dangerous place to be, but I also, like it. Also, it could be a letdown spot for the Giants, you know, coming off of be. a big series with the Dodgers. Like, that's the other thing, man. Like, we were talking about this last week. I was looking at the Giants' schedule the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. They got the Cubs. They got, they got some bad teams. They may end up winning that division. I'm feeling pretty good about that ticket. As good as the Dodgers are, and I'll take the Dodgers to win the World Series, even with the small odds. But, man, it sets itself up. Uh, the Giants set themselves up really nicely here, closing out the year. Moving over to a division, AL Central, very much the opposite of what the NL West is. But you got Minnesota and Cleveland starting their series on Monday night. You got Ober versus Allen. And I kind of like Minnesota on the money line uh, plus I uh, minus 135 I, I I both of these teams have just been a massive disappointment there's really nothing else you can say about it um I I do think Minnesota is a team that can absolutely outslug another team still even with the you know some trades they made um but I I, I like Minnesota in this series Cleveland I think is just kind of fading away it's just something about seeing Austin Hedges out there that makes me go I just don't think this team can continue to win Right, right, exactly. And you know what's crazy? If I could go back, like, in spring when I was playing all my future tickets and I jumped on the White Sox to win the World Series, really small, White Sox to win the division and their season win total, these two teams actually kind of scared me a little bit because we do this every other year with the Indians. Like, all right, it's time they're coming back down to earth. You know, they sold a lot of pieces, but they always produce. And then, like, the Twins have been a disaster, man. They are 1-4 in in their last five overall, but they're even worse on the road, 2-7 and in their last nine road games. If I had to lean, it'd probably be Cleveland. They are 5-0 and in their last five against a team with a losing record, so at least they do beat up on bad teams. 4-1 and in their last uh, five against the division against the AL Central. I guess I'd probably lean Cleveland in this spot, but like you said, two teams that have been a disappointment, which I know makes White Sox fans really, really happy. Yeah, and but you mentioned two teams that have been a disappointment. We got another two teams. I wouldn't say disappointment. I think one is playing above and beyond what we expected, and the other is playing exactly how we expected. But it's the one game I couldn't make my mind up on. And it's because one of those teams was my underdog of the day yesterday, and they came up huge. That is the Detroit Tigers. They are opening up a series this Monday against the Pittsburgh Pirates, Scoobal versus Wilson on the mound. And truthfully, I don't know where to lean because both of these teams, almost exactly what we expected, but Tigers have been playing some pretty good baseball lately. I am inclined to lean towards the Tigers. However, I don't like the money line of minus 145, and I don't like the run line because I think this is going to be a pretty tight ball game. Let me ask you, what do you think about the total in this game? And it's going to sound disgusting. What do you think about the under? Uh, Well, it's currently set at eight, and... That's another, that number is just too close for me. I I think it's a well-set number, and I just, both teams are just too inconsistent for me. Like I I need some consistency, at least by one of the two teams, for me to really look at an over-under, for me to really make a proper and understandable decision. This one, I just feel like is a wild card. Yeah, I mean, if I have to lean, I'm going to go with the Tigers, like you said. They made me a lot of money over the weekend, mainly uh, on Sunday, because they were also my dog of the day. And uh, they're the better team. You know, you get them at a reasonable price. They're going against a Pirates team that's lost four of the last five games, started by Bryce Wilson. 
Also, like looking at the last seven interleague home starts against the lefty, the Pirates are 0-7, which I know is a weird trend, but they struggle against lefties. You got the Tigers, they're 5-0 in their last five road games against a team with a losing home record, so at least they do beat up on the bad teams. Pittsburgh's a bad team. I would have to lean Detroit, and if I had to look at the total, I would lean the under, but I wish I was getting the hook, you know, like 8.5, which yeah. you're not getting on Monday. So for me, it would be Detroit or nothing in this spot. And those are the games that are opening up on Monday night this week, but we got a couple holdover series that we should address because Monday night games, one of which does have some serious playoff implications, and that is Seattle at Houston. Seattle getting the win yesterday. Listen, I am, I want Seattle to win. I really, really, really do. I think this is a team that, and a city that desperately could use it. They haven't been in the playoffs in 20 years, the longest playoff drought of any major sport, not Major League Baseball, any major sport, 20 years, and I think it's going to turn into 21 because they got Lance McCullers they got to face tonight. I like Houston on the run line for Monday night, plus 105. So you're also getting some value on that, and you know what Lance McCullers Jr. is. Dude, and especially at home, I, I bet him every single night. I mean, he's in his career, 23-10 and 10 at Minute Maid Park. His ERA is 2.78. The whip is tremendous. 379 strikeouts over 333 innings, 56 career starts there. I always have to back him at home. And I'm with you. I'm rooting for this Seattle team. But I just I, I think that in the long run, I think Houston's going to run away with this division. And uh, I'm not betting against them right now. They're 23 and seven in their last 30 home games following a road trip of seven or more days. So they do get back. They're back at home from uh, the road, 15 and six in their last 21 games against a team with a winning record. So at home, they beat good teams as well. McCullers on the mound on Monday night. I'll be playing them. Yeah, and one other holdover game. We got Texas, Los Angeles, Angels of Anaheim. No playoff implications in this, but at the end of the day, you are talking about the greatest season of any player, maybe of all time. It's worth watching just to see what Shohei Otani does tonight. And obviously, because of that, Alexi on the mound versus Baria. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I know nothing about Alexi. I know nothing about him. Never heard of the guy. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I can tell you that the Rangers stink. They're eight and 43 in their last 51 games on the road. So if you've <laughs> backed them on the money line in the last 51 games on the road, you've cashed eight tickets. Uh, yeah. 22 oh. and 56 in their last 78 games against a righty. They're a terrible baseball team. They are terrible. So if anything, I have to play the Angels. The only reason I'm rooting for the season to come to an end is I want to cash my Otani MVP ticket. Well, congratulations. You're going to cash that Otani MVP yeah. ticket. There's no question about it. It's like no one else in the American League even exists anymore. So I just got to say, congratulations to you because you saw something that I definitely did not see at the beginning of this season. I truly did not. I thought he was going to have a good year if he stayed healthy, not this. My goodness. Yeah, and that's the thing. He just had to stay healthy. You know, he had to make his starts, and he had to go out there, and, I mean, hitting 43 homers doesn't hurt, obviously, the cause, but, I mean – he had to stay healthy. The, the, the thing that scared me the most were his teammates. Like if Mike Trout was able to stay healthy, that was the only other thing. Like if they have comparable years, then maybe they look outside the box or they give it to Trout. But, um, you know, obviously I want to see him back on the field, but it's been a pleasant surprise with Otani this year, mainly just him staying healthy and making every single start pretty much. Really is. And I believe last week we did talk a little bit about MVP futures, but let's talk about a different type of futures. And that is something very simple. It's World Series. Who's going to win the World Series? And I believe you have the odds in front of you right now. Yeah, I do. So the uh, overwhelming favorite, especially after this weekend, is the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Which is amazing because they lost the series to the Giants. 
I know they lost the series, but they're still plus 250. Uh, the Astros plus 450. They have the second best odds over at BetMGM here on Monday. The White Sox plus 725. Ooh, that's actually that. There's a lot of value on that White Sox pick because I, I'm not going to lie to you. I I, I am inclined to obviously t- think of the favorite of the Los Angeles Dodgers. But Does the, the fact Giolito that injury scare you a little bit? A little, but I think Giolito is going to come back. And I was already kind of clamoring to the White Sox getting ready to start using a six-man rotation, pull back their starters a little bit, and ramp them back up into October. I thought that had been the smart thing to do. So putting Lance Lynn on the retroactive 10-day IL I thought was a very smart move, even though I think it torpedoes his, uh, his Cy Young futures. Yeah. Uh, and I think Lucas Giolito could use missing a start, maybe even two to ramp back up just to make sure that hamstring is good. But I do believe in that White Sox team. And there is tremendous value right there, because in my eyes, the American League is two team race right now for that pennant. And I'm really excited to talk about the other one that you're about to mention right now. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Rays are plus 750, and I have to fire away this morning here on a Monday morning. I mean, the Rays plus 750, I feel like you're getting better than 7-1 to one odds. That's that's beautiful value for the best team, in my opinion, in baseball. Second best if you're going to go with the Dodgers. Imagine if they had Tyler Glass now in that rotation. Ooh. Plus 750, though, love it. I love yeah. it. The value to that pick is staggering. This is a team that just doesn't lose. They keep winning. They keep winning. They were in the World Series last year. And somehow, at the top of Major League Baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays are never discussed, never talked about. And I don't know. Is this something that you think they just need to move? Or is this going to finally be that they need a stadium in actual Tampa? That's the thing. They just need a stadium in actual Tampa. Like, look at the Buccaneers games, man. Like, look at look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, that's like the sports capital of the world right now is Tampa Bay. So I just think they need to roll, relocate. I, I would give anything for it. It just seems like that lease in St. Pete. It, I, I've been to one Rays game, and I went this year. And, and I have to say, it is just not a great baseball experience. And I want to have a great baseball experience watching arguably one of the best teams of the past 15 years. Like, this guys, these guys are incredible, and they're not going to go away anytime no. soon. No, absolutely. I mean, you look at the farm system. They're going to be around for the next 10 years. Um, yeah. here, here's an interesting one. The Brewers are 8-1. to one. The Yankees plus 850. I don't want to say I'm out on the Yankees, but I just I, I'm not playing that ticket right there. The Giants are still nine to one. The Braves are still plus 1500. Boston 25 to one. Let me get your thoughts on this team. And I know they've been inconsistent, but let's say they get healthy. The Padres 35 to one, I think is worth maybe a small little flyer. Agree or disagree? I would have agreed a month and a half ago. Yeah. But the problem is that staff is so taxed in a way that no other contending team has to do at least two bullpen games a week. They're rolling out a two-man rotation, and I'm saying that with you Darvish back because you yeah. Darvish, since coming back, has not been you Darvish. He's just been adding extra bullpen games. I'm really... I'm not going to lie. I'm very concerned about the San Diego Padres going forward. The Yankees, I do think, are a real team that are going to the playoffs. But what I mentioned earlier, I just don't like inconsistency. I need some more consistency for me to actually see those bets. And one team that is the bastion of consistency is the Tampa Bay Rays. They are just consistent. They are flatliners of consistency. Same with the San Francisco Giants this year. I think there's a lot of value on that Giants pick. No, I completely agree. Another thing that I was looking at that's available over at BetMGM is you could actually uh, wager on the division of the winning team. We talked about the NL West. You're getting plus money there, plus 170. And then the AL East in the uh, American League, plus 310. So better than three to one odds. Don't hate that, but I'm with you. If I'm playing anything today on Monday morning, it's going to be the Rays plus 750. 
or the Brewers eight to one. I mean, I know that they don't have the household names, but there's just something special about this team. Like it kind of reminds me of, and I hate that I'm saying this because I, I hate the Brewers. I'm not going to lie, but it kind of <laughs> reminds me of the 2000. I mean, they ended, they pretty much ended the Cubs like game 163 a couple of years back was the end of that dynasty in my opinion. But they kind of remind me of the 2016 Cubs where there's been games where you turn the TV off. You're like, oh, this one's over. And then Javi Baez hits a grand slam on Mother's Day to win it. But that's how I feel about this Brewers team. Like they're never out of games and pitching wins in the postseason. That's been proved like what the last couple of years, you go back to that nationals run. If you have three aces, four studs in that rotation, like they do, they're going to be tough. But I know, I mean, you look at all that talent that the Dodgers have and it's so hard to bet against them. It's very hard to bet against them, but keep in mind that Dodgers team had very similar talent last year, won the world series, but they only skirted by right. because if they leave Blake Snell in that ball game, the Dodger, the Dodgers don't win that ball game. Right. Plain and simple. Blake Snell was mowing them down, and you might be talking about a Tampa Bay Rays 2020 World Series champions. And that's another reason why I think that Rays ticket is very, very valuable. Because keep in mind, the only reason they didn't win the World Series last year is because Kevin Cash pulled Blake Snell. Yeah, I think Kevin Cash has learned his lesson that if his guy is out there really dominating, he's going to leave him in against the Dodgers in game six. I completely agree. And like losing Blake Snell, what's crazy is I look at this team and I think they're even better than last year. Obviously, in like last year, it was hard to kind of get a good read on these teams heading into the postseason because it was a pandemic shortened season. You know what I mean? But this mm -hmm. year we've had a full 162 games. We will have. And I think the Rays are even better this year. I mean, they lost Tyler Glass now and they're still Plus 750, I absolutely love the value right there. Yeah, this year they've lost Glassnell, Snell, Snell and yeah. Rich Hill, and yeah. they're a better baseball team. It's it incredible. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't it, make any sense, man. It really does not, guys. Well, that has been it for us here today on BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. I'm Cody Decker, and of course, as always with Ryan Horvath, we will see you later on this week. Cannot wait to have you. Enjoy you some baseball. <laughs>